Fearless Footballer family, welcome back to another episode. If you're watching on the couch, I've got two dogs sitting next to me. It's the theme of this week's podcast, having looking after these dogs, but we're going to get stuck into our episode. So last episode, we spoke about my journey after I'd got delisted and being able to move on really quickly. And I think that's an important trait to have to be able to move on, reset your goals, and then go in and put the work in again. Not let it hold you back and not let that trauma stay inside you and not let you go out and achieve those goals and have fear of failure again and fear of judgment of going after a goal and saying a goal out loud and not achieving it. It's a big thing in this world and not many people want to share their goals because of that reason, because of the judgment that comes with it. I've seen it firsthand literally on TikTok every single day. As soon as I post a little reel of something from this podcast, there's hate coming left, right, and center. There's also a heap of good comments, but there's a few comments that there's hate there as well, and it's people want to have their say and those sorts of things. I just had a conversation with my mom about it as well, and everyone wants to have their say, which is absolutely fine. You're so entitled to your say, but at the same time, you're putting a whole lot of fear into people for going after different dreams and goals just because of an insecurity that they have, all right? When people are throwing hate towards you, it's from a place of insecurity, from a place of below you. Hate never comes from above you. Just remember that. And I will never hate on anyone for going after their goals and dreams and visions. So just wanted to kick the podcast off with that. But we're talking about my time in Melbourne. So I spent 12 months in Melbourne. Initially lived with some family and friends in Turak, which was an unbelievable place to start off with. Uh, It was easy to get to work. It was a trek to get to football training. So I signed with Werribee, which I mentioned in my last podcast under Choco Williams there. And if you left difference between five minutes of leaving home between like 3.30 and 3.40, it would, the traffic would add an extra half an hour. It was insane. Melbourne's traffic compared to Adelaide was crazy. And that is one thing I do not miss at all. So it would take me about an hour to get to football training, sometimes an hour and a half if there was a crash on the freeway or I left a little bit too late. So that was annoying. But Um, Spent 12 months there. I then moved in with some football mates from Werribee uh, for six months after that. So that was a real good experience as well. That house was absolutely horrible. The house was getting knocked down in six months time, which is why we were allowed to move in and we needed something really quickly. And we had a connection there through the football club. So we're like, yep, we'll take it because we're having trouble finding a property. So that worked out perfectly, but it had no insulation. There was cracked windows open and it was it was a shit show. But that was that. And then ended up moving in with uh, one of my close mates from work at the time. Uh, we had a couple months in Wyndham Vale, which is a fair way out. But yeah, that was that was a good experience because I could go on the train and do some work, do some social media sort of stuff and eat. And I was eating literally like four and a half thousand calories a day at that point to try and put on weight, which we're going to get to in a second. So I spent six months at the Werribee Football Club under Choco Williams, and it was an interesting six months. Uh, I was injured for a fair part of it. I had injured my quad. I didn't up end up. I don't think I ended up getting a scan on it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but we just thought it was a little strain, and it lasted for so long. And then I come back 
played a trial game at local level and injured my shoulder and did my, like part of my AC joint. So I spent another week or two on the sidelines and trying to get that right. So just missed a little bit of footy at the start, which meant if you don't play in the VFL side, you're playing local level football. So I've gone from being on an AFL list to then being at local level and I was playing there and I was like, what is going on? Like nothing against those blokes at all. They were great blokes, but the level of football, which was just not where I wanted to be, not where I wanted to go, did not align with my vision or my goals whatsoever. But Werribee, we weren't making any changes. I wanted to play in the midfield. Physically, probably wasn't quite there compared to the players that I was up against who'd been in the VFL system for six years. So that was another struggle in itself. And I remember going to Choco for some advice and help. And he didn't really give me too much, to be honest. He was just like, you're kind of waiting on injuries. And for me personally, I didn't want to wait on injuries and be playing local level football like I knew I was a much better footballer than that and local level just did not suit me at all so at the halfway point I was tossing up I remember having a chat with mum and dad and they thought it was best for me to sort of pull out and say all right I'm going to go work, work go away and work on a lot of my deficiencies which was my strength my speed and my power so I made the decision, had a really tough conversation with Choco and said, I'm sorry, mate, but I'm not going to come back to the club because I want to focus on this, this, and this. He didn't think that was the best decision for my football, but I remember speaking to mum and dad and they were like, this is probably the only chance that you are going to get to work on these deficiencies because as you get older, it just becomes harder and harder and you don't get those opportunities. So whilst you're young, I was just turned 19 So I took that opportunity to work on those deficiencies and it was one of the hardest decisions of my life to stop playing at that time because I wanted to get back onto a list as soon as possible, but I wasn't going to be able to do that playing at local level. So I decided to pull away, just focus on those qualities and traits with Chris and Woodford and that didn't quite turn out the way that I wanted it to either because he was dealing with a lot of mental health issues himself ended up nearly killing himself by overdosing and that was quite of an eye-opening experience as well so I worked with um, one of his employees at the time a little bit younger um, probably I didn't have that specific focus and I didn't reach out and say hey I need this specific work uh, in terms of the technique and the sprint sort of stuff I did a lot of the gym sort of stuff, which was important in building that foundation, building the strength to be able to produce speed and power and those sorts of things. But I think it was important for me to get that technique and continue to work on that sprinting sort of stuff as well and something that I didn't quite do enough of. Spent the next six months doing that. I put on four kilos in that time. So I was about 78 kilos eating so much food. It was ridiculous. I was eating at least four to four and a half thousand calories a day. And then on weekends, I would get up to about six to 7,000 calories just to put on weight. And what I would find is after those six to 7,000 calories, the next day I would actually drop in weight, which was just crazy because my output during the day was pretty high. A lot of walking, I was taking a lot of public transport to and from work. There was walks in between there. I was on my feet all day at work. I would train before work. So my typical day, I would get up at four o'clock, 
make sure I get to the train on time. I would take two trains to the gym. I would then take a bus as well. That would get me to the gym. I would do my session for about hour, hour and a half. Then I would take another train and another bus. Sorry, I'd take another bus and then another train to Flinders Station, which would then I would walk about 10 to 15 minutes to work. So there was a lot of travel uh, involved there and a lot of time to myself, which I think was really good for my development and just to grow as a person and as a human. Um, But yeah, that was... That was a long time and because I moved to Wyndham Vale towards the end of the year, that meant a lot more travel and I would have to take, it would take me two hours by public transport to get to Woodford's place. So I ended up deciding to go to a local gym and just go through their online programming, which again, like I needed a little bit more specific sort of stuff. And for me personally, I didn't reach out and I didn't know that at the time. I was kind of just going through the motions a little bit, I guess you could say, and wasn't really and truly hungry to get back to where I needed to be. And yeah, I, I don't know why I lost sort of sight of that, whether that was just the emotions of playing AFL and then missing out and those sorts of things. I'm not too sure of, but it's something that I definitely do regret. But at the same time, you can't change your hunger and your motivation and your drive levels to get back to where you needed to be. I would always tick off my training sessions required. However, the level that I'm at now, the hunger that I have now was nowhere near what I had, like is nowhere near what I'm trying to say is back then it was way less. Now is way more. I don't don't know why I couldn't put that into words, but it's, yeah, I think coming towards, I'm now 23, 24 and you're like, okay, it's time to get going. Otherwise this is never going to happen. So whether it's a maturity thing, I'm not too sure. Whether I took a few things for granted, possibly. But at the end of the day, that's life and that's the learnings that you have and you can't go back. So I guess the key takeaway out of this podcast is, number one, you've got to sit with yourself, realize your goals, where you want to go and understand what actions are required to get there. I think having a mentor during that time when I was at Melbourne would have been really, really important. I think just to lean on, just to ask questions, just to know where you need to be at what point in time, I think is very important as well. And then you got to take those actions. You got to stand up for yourself and say, hey, I need this, this, and this from you. I'm paying you this money. Like I was paying 90 plus bucks a week to go to Woodford's and was I getting what I needed out of it? No, but that was my fault. I don't blame Woodford at all. I absolutely love him, love the company, love the business, but it was for me. I needed to be a little bit more selfish and say, hey, I need this, this, and this to get back to my big goal, all right? But at the time, I didn't have the balls to do that. So if you're young, up and coming, you've got deficiencies that you need to work on, my advice to you is to invest into what you need to, invest into a mentor, invest into a strength and conditioning coach, whether that's me or whether that is someone else, whatever, but you need to because otherwise you're not going to get back to the level that you want to get to, whether that is local level, whether that's semi-professional level, whether that is full professional level, no matter what sport it is, you need to take the actions required to get there because if you don't, it's going to go within a flash and you're going to miss out on that opportunity because that's sport. Sport, you only have a really short window of opportunity to maximize what you can do in that time. You're only young once. As soon as you start to hit 30 years old, you are done. You are 
not seen in the football world. And for me, once I hit probably 24, it could be all all over as well. 24, 25, I'm probably done. There, yes, there's blokes that get put on lists later, but it's they're probably in and out very quickly. So take the time to sit down and reflect where you want to go. Be really, really honest with yourself and then take the actions required to get there. That is my advice and that's what I hope you take away from this podcast If you got some value out of it, I would love for you to share it across your social platforms as well. Tag me when you do it. I appreciate every single one of you that listens. Stay fearless, family, and go out and get after what you want.